Did you guys know that the um, Ethiopian restaurant, the Maras, which is literally like three blocks from me, on Wednesdays, the two owners or the owner and the friend watch Shrek movie. Like they have like this marathon of just Shrek movies. How many How many Shrek movies are there? Three, I think, right? There's Shrek one. So every week they walk, watch the same three movies. Comrades, and welcome to the 551 Podcast. My name is Wes Verdine. I am joined by Mark Fangmeyer, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria. We are missing our, our Corey Shreppel this week. He um he didn't get a, a call up to the national team with uh the daily. Um he's going on vacation soon. I think he's just like I think he's going to Iceland and he wants to get ready. Ice, ice baby. Um so we are gonna talk about the soccer. Um, including a game that I just didn't even bother watching because I was um, drunk by by the side of a lake uh, playing DJ with my buddies, and uh, and it was way better than watching this soccer game. Um, but, uh, you know, Minnesota United, they played uh, midweek against D.C. United, and then um, uh, we've got uh, the game against uh, Dallas, which I heard happened. Um, before that, let's let's do a little bit of this news stuff, though. Um, the good. Uh, maybe I'll start with I'll start with the bad and the weird, and then then I'll do the good. The bad this week was the NWSL. Um, last week, uh, everything ag- absolutely blew off um, with the news that uh, that basically was broken by Meg Linehan at the Athletic. Um, you have already probably seen this because it's been absolutely everywhere. But it just talks about the um, epic failure of the Portland Thorns and NWSL, and um, and basically everyone to to hold um, men accountable in that league. There have been, I think, four um, four coaches uh, fired in that league for um, various types of inappropriate behavior, and um, and it's just a, an absolute mess. Um, I, I you know. Go check out the 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 article that Meg Linhan wrote. Also, she did a great um, interview with Grant Wall, um, along with um, Molly. Oh, her last name starts with the C. My name is blanking for um, Washington Post. Um, so, I, I don't know what what there is to say about this other than um, you have to completely reshape the the institutions here and and reshape a league that that is built for um for things that that aren't conducive to, to healthy uh relationship or relationships between staff and coach and players and all these things yeah no and also if your uh athletic subscription has you know passed whatever make sure you go sign up and support uh you know reporting like this because meg Lennon did a fantastic job on recovering this story and reporting it and um, we should support that and support journalism like that. So go subscribe to The Athletic if you're not already. Well, the real problem is that um, they they simply said, well, it wasn't illegal, and so then we can't really do all these things. And then, well, I don't think the information actually got to the teams like Western New York Flash and even North Carolina FC. 
that there was an investigation, nothing illegal was found. So then they said they took that as, um, well, he was cleared, right? Um, and and the league itself, which should have been looking at, which is that they just felt like they couldn't really hold him accountable because it wasn't illegal, which is just it's just bonkers. Like when you read when you read the details of the level of um, grossness that Paul Riley, the head now fire head, head coach from North Carolina, was was able to was got away with was just disgusting. And you you know if the league can't find ways to be like to to tell other teams like you can't hire this guy, um, then they just every literally everyone in that office should be fired. Burn it all down as as Megan Rapinoe, our president, said. The the weird here is that St. Pauli, um, my favorite club, top of the Bundesliga Zwei. Um, honored a weird company this week called Flyer Service Han um, on their ad boards. And um, the story to this was, I didn't know what that meant, um, but the story to this was apparently in the most recent German election, the um, far right uh, um, has been growing in, in Germany and a bunch of artists created a uh, flyer distrib- distribution company called Flyer Service Han, and um, they gave uh, the far right uh, an extremely low, too good to be true uh, bid to distribute all their right wing flyers, and then they were, then they just didn't. And so, <laughs> they, see, they, all right. So was uh, so did they honor them after the election on their ad boards, or was it before? Because I was like thinking like. Were they part of the scheme of like trying to make them seem like a legit company? Like, oh, oh, look at this company bought advertising on our boards. Like, they're a legit I company. I believe this happened last weekend, so I would, I think it would would have been after. I think it was after the election. Okay. So, um, yes. Yeah, so th- this story came from um, uh, someone on Twitter, Felix Tamsut. Uh, anyway, it's I just I love that idea. I love uh, artists doing things that will then get them sued and. Uh, screwing over right-wing candidates those these are these are some of my favorite things <laughs> um so uh the good here I, I, I put this at the end here because i want to uh, it's a little discussion point and maybe i'm wrong but vancouver's brian white scored a hat trick for vancouver and um i, I was thinking about him in terms of the fact that in june he went to the couve for um four hundred thousand dollars in gam from um, new york red bulls he scored nine goals this season and um, uh, I think all of the, I'm pretty sure all of them actually came since he's been to the, at the Couve. And um, Chris Albright also was announced as the Cincinnati um, general manager. He's He's been described by Jim Curtin as, as kind of the best person for finding MLS talent. And um, it, it got, got me thinking that Minnesota's chief failure, I think, over the last few years is its lack of um, ability to build out a squad. We've talked about the lack of depth on this team and specifically just the inability to find useful MLS players who can play, who can be brought up as young players um, who maybe have been overlooked, um, but who can also play parts, right? We, we have Fernando Adi, Juan Aguadelo, um, who was the... The short guy who then went went to uh, LAFC, he was at Toronto. Oh, Edwards, and, yeah, Edwards, Raheem Edwards, all these guys like that, right? There's just a long laundry list of, of guys like that, and and that I don't know if you agree with me that that's like 
maybe what I view as the, as the chief failure of, of this team? I mean, yes and no, because we've also had some pretty good, some pretty big hits. I, I would say on the um, lower end of the salary, probably, yes. On the higher end, not so much. Like we got, we brought, Will Trapp's been great. Um, Ozzy was a great pickup. Ike was great. But all again, those guys are all on the higher end. Like they're known quantities of what you're getting in MLS. Like by the time they're making, you know, TAM level money, you know what you're going to get from them. And it, it was just, I mean, with Will Trapp, it was about putting him in a situation that was much better than a awful situation that he had in Miami to perform like he could. So like, but yeah, again, like maybe on the lower end of trying to like find those, like, I mean, diamonds in the rough is a bad way to describe it, but like the, like, bargain players that you can bring up and turn into something more than bargain players, more than just like, you know, uh, a couple, like, you know, 10, 15 minutes here and there, like actually have them be contributing on a regular basis. And we haven't really done that too well. Do you, do you think, do you, do you put Ethan Finley in that category, Mark? No. Cause he, I mean, he was, a, he's a former MLS all-star. Like he was uh, a big, like veteran presence at Columbus when he came to us and, He's been we paid a fair amount of game for him, and he's he was been a pretty, good pickup. I mean, no, and I guess yeah. if there was more Ethan fin- Finleys out there that we were picking up, I, I would be um, happier. So I, I, I think your points are are pretty good there. Uh, I still will say it's the chief failure because these these are the players that um, they, we need to fill out our roster. Right, we're going to talk about right. these games and and how our lack of depth, and if you have are bringing in two strikers this season who cannot play the role of being able to start or um, come in and, and just pop in a few goals. You look at Will Bruin, right? Will Bruin for um, Seattle has been absolutely amazing. Um, any team should have a Will Bruin, right? The, these guys who are, they're not starters, but man, they are, they're journeymen. They are, but they, they will, right do a role and they'll get a few goals for you and, and they'll put in a lot of effort. I don't see any effort coming from Adi, right? Um, Agudelo is, has shown a few moments, but that's right. pretty emblematic of his career. Yeah. I mean, the, the injury bug is also something that is at play here, but at the same time, like we have signed, we've been told that we, we have death, but we have death at specific roles maybe. But not as 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 like stuff that you have an A and B team that can produce, and and get you results in that type of sense. Like I've talked about the whole like, what if um, you know what if Reynoso gets hit by a bus scenario, and we still on that. We don't have someone that can create in the, on this team. What if he steps on the I, bus? I feel and like you're getting ahead of yourself to the 89th minute of the Dallas match, already, <laughs> Rodrigo. Um, yeah, and I guess I would love to see um, the team bring in a guy like Chris Albright, um, one of these guys who are around the league and make them, or maybe, maybe it is Mark Watson, right? I don't, I don't know much about that guy. Um, maybe it's just saying like, you're actually in charge of this. You, you need to go out and do, do more of this, um, put together, have a sporting vision for this team right now. I don't think that we should have our sporting vision in our head coach, but, um, that's cause I just only see it succeeding, for people like Peter Vermees. Um, so I would, I, that's a, a wish list of mine sometime in the future. But um, let's take a break and, uh, and we'll come back and we'll, we'll talk about these games. 
It's the 551 Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Buckle up. Uh, we've got uh, Minnesota United news here. Um, first is that uh, by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be out, which is that um, uh, Don Garber is coming to town. There's a, a 1 p.m. announcement from the team, and um, it all signs point to it being an announcement that Minnesota will be hosting the All-Star Game next year. And awesome. um, that's pretty awesome. I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah, that means Black Card will be um, headquarters central, and we'll be having um, peaceful tasting shots with all all the media personalities that can roll through. Yeah, it it is pretty great to have a time when when uh, everyone comes to town and uh, uh, will we'll be the center of the attention of attention. Um, yeah, it'll be fun to hang out with lots of people and and show them around town and take them to Non Bistro if that place ever freaking opens up again. And uh, <laughs> wait, my, I thought they opened. Um, they're just doing. They're not doing in-person stuff. No, they're not. Oh, yeah. I thought they opened because I, I remember nope. seeing them post like, like a picture of their bar. I was like, oh, you guys are open. That's great. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm looking looking forward to taking the the Cooligans over to uh, the Chongnam Bakery and having to pay, you know, having to have their experience of like waiting in line in front of uh, uh, elderly folks and then have yeah. them see see them all buy out all the croissants in front of them yeah <laughs> and then yep. go on twitter and have like a rant about it yeah it's it's uh no man they the cooligans respect their elders they know what's up um so that'll that's great I, I mean maybe they're gonna announce something else like there's a special new mls um kool-aid that they're they're rolling out that's um loon aid or something like that but um i, I have I have it on pretty decent authority that it's a all-star game announcement. So uh, that'll be cool. Um, it's like a Tuesday or Wednesday night thing. Usually I think it was yeah. this year. And there's, well, there's a skills competition like one day and then there's yeah, the game the next skills day. Skills with the Z. Um, the other news is a continuation of something we talked about a lot on. I, I ranted a lot on last week's podcast, the supporters of uh, the dark clouds and the red loons, Said that they are going to continue to um, tell their uh, their members to not go to the games and to not resell the tickets. Um, they're not going to have capos up on uh, the stands or, or have people doing drums. I, it sounds like True North Elite are still going to do it themselves. Um, Rodrigo, you were just uh, you were just repping the Red Loons on Fox Nine on on local news, right? Right. Yeah, my whole family's making fun of me. Because of it, so did you guys watch? Yeah, it wait, you're you're famous. What? Do you, why are they making fun of you? That's the whole point. I don't want to be famous because then it proves Giselle's point that I am more famous out of all everyone else in this family, and I just don't like the kind of attention. But yes, I was on Fox Nine repping my red loom scarf and my Como, Como, Como gear and 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 new uh, Como swag uh, all ready for the Saint Paul America Cup, and we talked about um, we talked about. The statement put up by both the dark clouds um, and the red loons in regards to uh, the request of having a vaccine mandate or negative test mandate in order to keep everyone safe and create yep. a safe tomorrow. And then, therefore, given the the Minnesota United the opportunity to step up in leadership where other local uh, Minnesota sports teams have not been able to. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're not going to really continue talking about it. I think we said pretty much what we thought. Um, I um, it was a just by chance this last weekend that I went on a, a 
cabin trip with some friends and and decided to take off of soccer but it, it came at a nice time when i was feeling pretty uh pretty i don't know i i almost took a vacation night tonight of feeling pretty put uh put off by the soccer world these days um so i hope that we find a way to 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 do something new i think it is a a, a chance for minnesota united to really step up and do something positive and uh and i would celebrate it rightfully um, it's not an easy decision to make, and it's not an easy process to do, but um, it's something that we need to see so that we can see our friends again. Um, let's talk about seeing our friends. Uh, Minnesota United lost to DC United 3-1. to one. This was the midweek game. Um, it was, I don't know. Let's, let's start with this. The lineup was a 5-4-1, I think we're going to call it, or a 5 Two, two, one, two, or a yeah, something. Fuck or, it, put them out or there. A, ink, or, or a ink three, blot? four, two, one, or, or was it a three, four, three? The main thing is that we were only really missing um, Reynoso in this in this lineup, um, and we kind of were saving him. I, I think just basically just trying to save him for the weekend. Um, keep make sure he's healthy because you if you are going to try to make a playoff run. You need him to be playing as many of these games, um, but we were we were just abject. It was it was just sad to watch, and I, I, I it had the feeling of the four nil Sporting Kansas City loss, where it was just kind of like was it a midweek game that we just kind of tanked, not on purpose, but we were just like, well, let's let's hope we can survive this and let's focus on the weekend. Yeah, it had the same feel. Like, and At least I don't we scored know. one it was in this just, one. It wasn't four nothing. So, yeah, it was only what three one. So that one goal went our way. Yeah. So that was great. Uh, but no, it was weird. Like we, nothing ever got going. We had absolutely zero connection between our defense and our attackers. Like there was no midfield connection whatsoever for this entire match. It was basically just parking the bus and then having no place to go with the ball after you're done parking the bus. It's like there were no outlets. There was nothing that was working. It was just bad. And there, like there one goal that we had just right before the end of the half, just seems like a fluke. Like it was off a set piece. Debassi had an awesome header, like kudos to him. That was a mm-hmm. great header, but it was totally against the run of play. And it just, it, I don't know. The whole, the whole match was just, and then, we had our, our, a wholesale hockey style line change where we took out all four, like four of our attackers in the 60th minute, which like, if you're going to throw away, if your plan is to throw away a match, at least you're rotating your guys. Yeah. So, I mean, there's that, but I mean, that's the only, and when that's the only positive thing you can say is like, well, at least everyone got to play in this match that we threw away. Like that's, that's not the best thing on the road, especially when you're in the seventh spot trying to, Stay in the playoffs. This this game from like the beginning of this, uh, then we knew we were playing the four, the four five one as we were gonna call it. It's like it's it's, uh, or the the five four one. It's the is the is the fact that we were playing with three center backs that usually have not played together all at once, and so the key to communication is is that right to communicate specifically who is going to be doing what sense. And it was just a mess in the back because there wasn't that communication being 
being had. And there were times where like the Basti was up too far or Michael Boxer was up too far or Brent Coleman, Brent Coleman went up what too far. And there wasn't that communication in the aspect of what we wanted them to do. And the same went with, with the, with um, the midfield, right? To Corey Hayes, um, you know, um, Corey Hayes, Will Trap, Robin Lud, all of those players just were not connecting passes. You could tell that they were trying to pass the ball to each other and they would be able to connect one series of passes. But then when it came to the next step, the ball would be misplayed somewhere else or just barely go past someone else's foot. So the familiarity of, of knowing what the players are going to do was lacking. And when you're playing a DC United team that's, that's ganas, 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 go, 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 and they're taking your space away, it easily turns into uh, a counter opportunity. And with the players that they have, it, it, it was just bound to happen where they were going to let one or two in. And so in this case, it was three, right? Yeah, I, I think that that point about the um, lack of communication and, and just knowing where to be. Um, we don't play a 5-4-1 or a five-man backline very often. And when we do, it is um, it's employed as a kind of desperation move and it felt desperate in this and you looked at times where you had somehow um even though you had three center backs there and kind of two good uh defensive midfielders there um you had just people not being tracked and people out of position and people making runs right into the box and it's just like where where, where's the solidity where where's the ability for this team to go away and just really just um, destroy the opposition's attack and, and just play defensively. If that's what you're going to do, right? If you're going to kind of roll this out. But the the problem with this um, team is that we, we want to go for a plan B or something like that, but it's really just plan A, but like, you know, you put some lipstick on it or something like that, right? Like You put it, some duct tape on it and hopefully you'll stay. Well, it's just like it, you're playing the same – way except you moved a different style player into the you, rather than having Reynoso you moved uh, another center back in and didn't really adjust anything else and um right it's not not working you're trying to create passing passes uh and create attacks in the same way as you would in the 4-3-2-1 because that's I mean, what if, you if, know if you're going to you know come into the style of well, like counter attack or one on a slow in the other team like the one thing that we do have as consistent is our four starting uh, defensive players. And why not have that base be there? And then if you're going to make a switch or you're going to experiment, make it be the midfield, right? Because if you, if, you, if you had a four defenders, five midfielders, and one, and one forward, then, if, then by, by clogging up the middle or having one person just be the runner and go at everything, then at least you're able to slow down that attack. But uh, by... By not doing that and having put position, putting players in positions that they're not used to playing without practicing it, it just leaves you at a, at a at a place where you're not going to be able to succeed. Uh, granted that yes, um, Fragapane on a set piece was able to get Debasi on a header, which is you know a beautiful goal. But really, after that, it, it was is we, we couldn't find an answer. We couldn't find anything else to to be able to do that because DC was taking our space and DC was taking the ball away from us. No, and the thing is, we are set up to be a 4-2-3-1 formation team. That's where we have success. <clears throat> and that's where we've, where we've had success. And where we've struggled this year 
is when we go on the road and for some reason we feel like when we're on the road, we have to play something different. Like we can't, when we're home, we can, that's our formation. We can do it. And for some reason we're unable to do it on the road, whether it's injuries or whatever. And it's just a lack of depth and how reliant we are in Reynoso. But like we have the whole team set up around Reynoso and that formation. And that's when we find success. And when either he's not available we don't have anyone to step up in his role, so we have to change up everything to something that no one is familiar with. And it's it's just showing how we have the lack of success on the road because of that. Like we, I, for why? I, yeah, the whole like changing formations. So like, pick a team. It's like, the um, it's the 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 meme about uh, uh, do something question mark profit, and it's just Pastor Reynoso question mark three points. Like, yeah, like, all right, there's an Avid Brothers song, and they say, Decide what to be and go be it. We are a 4231. We're we're Avid Brothers on this podcast now. Oh, yeah, I just did. Yeah, I I actually, I really like the Avid Brothers. Um, Just didn't didn't realize that's what we had become. Decide what to be and go be it. We're a 4231 team. Let's just go be it. Find the players that you need to play that formation, get depth, and I don't know. Like, I I also, I I know, I know last year was easier because we had Molino and Molino. In, could fill in. He was, I, I mean, he was kind of was our 10 before Reynoso showed up and he filled in well. And that's kind of how we had success by keeping that formation. And we don't have anyone to do that, but like, I still feel like putting Fregapani and seeing what he can do on the ball with some of his passing that he would fill in better in that role, filling in for Reynoso in a pinch better than going in this whole abstract, weird formation where nothing seems to work. Like, I feel like keeping it simple, keeping it where everyone knows their role and just moving a guy over, if that guy's not quite as good, is fine. And it's better than, like, you know, playing Coleman and having, like, yeah. switching between having Boxel, Coleman, and Debassi making runs up the field to be the, the penetrating, like, central midfielder. Like, it just made no sense to me. I, I agree, and I, I think the the idea of of drastically sh- shifting something because you're missing one player um is weird especially when you know you brought up the proposal of maybe Fragapane plays um centrally as the as a 10 and then maybe you have Nico Hansen out on the left was he av- I forget if he was available for this game so maybe I shouldn't talk out my ass but um but you also have the ability to put Unu and Lude up top um Lude is kind of a 10, but he will end up becoming that second striker. And then you have those two who could play off each other. And I, I don't think we've seen that. We've we've barely seen Unu play much with uh Lude. And so am I right? Uh, we've got I guess he's had a, a few of those. Well, he's not a, not enough to a total be able of five to, games know. with Lude, maybe it looks like. So um or earlier in, in July at least. But um I guess I would love to see these these players used um, at least in in roles that that are familiar um, in the system that that you know is okay. Like right, we're a seventh place team. We're an okay team. We're um, rather than trying to do this uh, wholesale change, which has probably only worked once. That time we beat LAFC, and that's because Mason Toy somehow channeled God. All right, um, let's uh, let's talk about FC Dallas because we also had an away game here, and uh, you know, as I mentioned, I um, I took a uh, a leave of absence from fandom and didn't watch it, so I'm just going to ask you guys about this. It was nil nil. What did I miss? 
Not a whole lot. Ah, there we go. <laughs> it was very funny to see how many people were like, oh, well, I decided to uh, go on a walk tonight. And yeah, that was a better That idea. was a better choice, right? I mean, I was cooking dinner, um, but still was like able to see enough to to do that. Um, I mean, for me, this game was, was, was supposed to be one of the games that you win, right? Or at least you get points out of, right? And I think for me... What's really frustrating um, is we know that for us, when we are able to um, have our four attacking, you know, horsemen move the ball quickly um, and move the ball forward, we we are we are able to move the defense and create opportunities for us to be able to 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 score. And um, but this game from the very beginning, you would see like you know. Ball go, you know, uh, ball goes out to Reynoso. Reynoso goes out to the wing, comes back to Reynoso, goes out to the. There was no urgency to move the ball deep enough, uh, but it was just a circling ball to find an opening. And granted, you know, Dallas is a young team and a, and a physical team, so they were all yes, they were taking they were taking space away from that. But you should be able to take advantage for someone who presses you to be able to find those 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 deep connection passes that will move their defense. And for me, the frustrating thing as of lately is uh, has been the lack of um, seeing the opportunity to use a through ball or use a long ball to try to move the defense, split the defenders that has happened and has worked for us in previous, uh, in previous, previous times. And like, and we've seen Fragapane be successful at it this last couple of at least three or four games, mm-hmm. right? But whose job to me is it really something? I I feel that Reynoso should be doing that instead. He's dribbling the ball into the traffic, trying to trying to create and draw attention. But there's there there's no there, there's already people like Ethan Finley and Anu and Fragapane who are looking to make that run and make that eye contact to make that diagonal run to be able to get into open space. And there's no one that's that's servicing them to be able to do any of that. And that's become really frustrating for me to see because I see the opportunities. I see that there's there's players devoted to creating that, but I see there's no connection between that. Let me ask you about the chances because Minnesota United had a um, 1.68 XG. Dallas had a 0.86. So on that, um, looks like we had uh, two or three good chances from Fragapane and Reynoso. Um, were we unlucky in this game? Um, could could have something have happened, or are, are those stats belying something? No, I mean both goalkeepers had very good nights. Uh, they were saving some shots that they probably shouldn't have. Um, but aside from that, like, oh, man, I mean, it was just there was. It was just uninspired. There was just nothing that was going on. Nothing was working. And and then you brought on like Adi and that didn't work. And he's really oh, slow. That yeah, that made me so let, mad. Let's talk about that change. Because um the the change that happened was at the 69th minute, 71st minute, um, where Fernando Adi, rather than Unu, um comes on to the pitch. Uh what do you make of that? I mean he was widely panned by by fans in the the after the review after um 
what do you, what do you think um, Heath was looking for there? The only thing I can think of is that he was looking for some sort of an aerial threat. But even that, like, I, I don't know. Like, whenever he was out there and, like, he was chasing down balls, he was just slow. Like, I, I don't just didn't see what he brought to it at all. And why for, why for Finley as well is, is, is confusing to me. But yeah, specifically because Finley has been putting the work out there and being rewarded by, by giving a starting position. And I think, you know, if anything, right, right, like, I don't understand how Adi jumps in the striker order over someone who you've brought in to to be your your your, your striker, um, and who at one point you're trying to figure out if he if he if he works better as a second striker, right? If you take out Finley, put in put a new one on the right, or if you want to give Lude the flexibility to to come from the right, then you put a new one at, at at the top, and you and you let Finley, I mean, and you let uh, Lude play on the right again, and like having that versatility is is great with uh, with Fernando Adi. It's just one dimensional, right? You're just trying to get a ball up, or a, or a body. And like this game was like the most frustrating game for me because every time he touched the ball, he fell. He expected to have a call, and and, and you can't have that kind of attitude. It's not really going to work in the sense of it. You're not really holding the ball up. You're not doing anything. It's just counterproductive to to my understanding and and, and I would have rather seen Unu and Unu may not get the goals or may not get the opportunities but he's always looking to give effort and to be able to create and we've seen that happen so I, I don't I don't get that I don't I don't get why Fernando Adi is, is on this team for that matter except for the fact that as Mark pointed out it's just a big body and a big target but our targets are our center backs that go out for headers so like it just doesn't make sense to me yeah, no, and, and to your point, I understand why he went in for Finley, and that just comes back to Adrian Heath's philosophy of always wanting his what he views as his best players on the field. So there's a hierarchy, and right now it's Lude, Fragapani, or, or Reynoso, Lude, Fragapani, and Finley as far as attackers go. So if you need to make an attacking sub, you take off your fourth best attacker. It doesn't matter what the situation calls for, for whatever reason, like there's, that's just what you do. And it's his whole philosophy of uh, uh, roster picks and everything about this. And so I understand that because that's just Adrian Heath being Adrian Heath, but it did nothing for our attack. And I, man, it was. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Fernando Adi is the poor man's Kai Kamara in that, like, why didn't we just bring back Kai Kamara? I mean, he's a fun guy. He's got a great Instagram. So, I mean, and he's a great dude too. Just like, keep, just as a person. keep him around. Um, I, 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 it's 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 kind of baffling to me. I, I am at least pleased that like, Unu coming in for money, you know, being a, a, a decent sized transfer doesn't make him undroppable, which you know we had complained about in in previous times of previous players. But he's he's now droppable, but there's no one remotely good enough to do that role. And so then we've talked about it before on this podcast. Is it Unu's fault or, you know, Robin Lude seems to be the only one who plays can play striker by not playing striker. And so then what's going on here? Um, I don't know. I feel like we're by this point of the season, we're just talking ourselves in circles around the same issues. Um, and we're at the exact same point we were last year. Like last year we had Robin Lude playing striker we for us. Good. 
Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, exactly. But so like, we haven't figured it out. We haven't done anything. Like, I, I just don't get the system and how it relates to the strikers. And I mean, honestly, like in a salary capped league, if you don't hit on your DPs, you are screwed because that is how you can bring in great players who go above the salary cap of everybody else. And when you d- miss on your DPs, and I'm not saying he's a miss, but he's a miss this year at least. Uh, if you miss on that, you are not going to have success against teams that hit on that because suddenly their players are, like if you want to take money as a as a way to judge like player skills, they're far exceeding you because they're they're worth more because you pay them more and they perform better because you pay them more and they're worth they're worth more. And when you miss on those, like it's just so frustrating because you only have three of them. One of them is injured and has been on the bench. One has been great and your whole team revolves around him. And the other one is now our third string striker. And it's so frustrating. Yeah. Um Emmanuel Reynoso got a red card late in this game. Um, this was a <laughs> this is the only only highlight I actually saw. This was a, a kind of tackle from behind that the other player, the the Dallas player made, and Reynoso kind of then stepped on him because he kind of came underneath him. Um, there's you know, the team is talking about um appealing this suspension. Obviously, it's gonna hit us pretty hard. Um, we could lose him for this the next two games um I, it seems to me like a little harsh but you know i, I don't see them overturning it do you do you disagree yeah. or no I, I i mean like like if this is this is an mls red if we're playing copa libertadores or any other league it's that maybe maybe a soft yellow right uh, but it's just i you can't tell intense right you 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 and and what you what you only can can judge on is the effect. Did he step on 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 the player's uh, leg or or ankle? Yes. Did he mean to do that? N- looks like he didn't. Like it wasn't malicious, but regardless, it was right. And then just like I mean, this game was so weird with the with the fact that uh, you know I was at Hollings. Uh, with the with the takeaway of the of the Dallas goal that ended up being a, a oh, handball. handball. Yeah, I mean it was like it's, it's just a weird, weird game where like a lot of that stuff was happening and it was just overall just you know it's just just a bad call and so uh, and and it's really like horrible because like we have now for the important game that we have against the Rapids. Uh, who are angry because they got their butts handed to them? Uh, um, we will be missing five players, and literally, if we, if if you imagine what DC was like, um, this is I, I I don't I don't see how this can be much better situation than the DC situation. Um, no, and speaking of like the Colorado thing, like, and don't quote me on this because I, I, but I believe. The players that we're going to be missing are uh, Metnair, uh, Boxel, Robin and, Lud, uh, and Robin Tala, Lud. and uh, Joseph Rosales might even be gone. Oh, well, there you go. So, so yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's tricky. I mean, oh, right, and plus and, Reynoso, right, and Reynoso, and like that Reynoso uh, card. Like, I, there's a couple points where, like, I know you can't judge intent; you have to just judge on how it looks. 
But like, there's similar ones where like, uh, like when players are following through on the ball and like the ball gets poked out from them and then they end up kicking somebody like, all right, I get that, but he's trying to kick the ball and all of a sudden you put your foot in front of him and he kicks you. And like, I don't see that as funny. And this is kind of similar to this, like where should Reynoso's foot have gone? Like they were both kind of lunging for a 50, 50 ball. One of them got it. And the other one took it in the leg. Like I, 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 know. I don't know. It yeah. seems harsh. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I, you should be suspended for two games for that. Yeah. I, I think, I think Reynoso should have called Vanchope and asked him, what is the best place to hit someone to get a red for just one game? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and then, then consult with his fellow while drinking mate and then realize that stepping on someone's ankle is probably not the best one. Go for the groin, you know? Yeah. Or, or right in the kidney. The, the kids are all oh, right. Dante is all in. coming in, um, man. So, so then you know we will we'll see what happens this, this weekend on Sunday. Um, Minnesota are hosting. It's now three p.m. Right? The yeah, they keep moving. It, it. was four it, on MLS website. It, it lists two p.m. And so I think it's three p.m. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's tricky. Folks. You got to work around Bally Sports North golf coverage for the first twenty-three minutes. So that's the tricky part of scheduling a Minnesota United Excellent. match. Yeah, um, you know, we will uh, we'll have pre and post game uh, food trucks, and we'll also have the game on there. Um, I, I'm going to be just watching from the bar this week. Um, um, and so I, I yeah. saw that La Tapatilla. Replied to like a tweet from like I messaged eight them. months ago. They didn't, they didn't email me back. They didn't DM me back. So we'll see. So, I've got another so like, another couple that have reached out to me that have offered to do it. Um, that I don't know as well, and I'm not as excited about La Tap uh, as opposed to La Tapatia. So we'll see. Um, but we will have we'll have food trucks. We'll have everything going on and karaoke after the game. Uh, I don't know. We'll see after that. Then, you know, then we go to Austin and um, we've only won two games on the road this year. And, yep. uh, and then it's uh, back here for two home games right in a row, Minnesota against we're hosting Philadelphia and then we're hosting LAFC. Um, so that, and then the, the biggest thing is, is going to be the 27th against uh, at Vancouver and Vancouver are the team that, are hot as hell and are looking to take the seventh spot from us. So, right. And I mean, we were speaking about Austin. Austin's been been playing the spoiler for us, right? Helping us defeat a Galaxy team to nothing, and you know, making sure that you know players are. Uh, and LAFC is doing what LAFC is not used to doing, which is not getting the results they want. So you know, right now, you know, it's every every game matters, and um, you know. Three points determine if eighth place from fifth place. So it's like, yeah. Um. All right. Let's uh. Let's just um. Call it a day. It's an early podcast and short podcast for you, everyone. I hope you're um. You find another podcast to help fill out yeah. your commute that you're not doing to your not mm-hmm. office. Um, I hope I see some of you on Friday for this mayor's oh, cup. So that's this Friday already. Yeah. Yeah. Go to oh it. my God. This, this 530 Friday. is for the girls game. 730 for the boys game. Seven for both. the boys game. Yeah. No, it's 730. 730. They changed it. I don't know. That's what I said in the article. Oh, okay. really? Okay. 530. Oh. We're going to come. How can I get tickets? 
Um, well, hopefully Minnesota United makes some available, makes more, uh, makes more information. I got to email, um, email them and ask them what their protocol is going to be like. But eventually they're going to be available online. And so you can purchase them for free and then you get in. So um, we are looking to borrow some uh, Como Cougar flags. So if people are interested in waving flags, um, that might be something we will have that. But I've reached out to Dark Clouds. I've reached out to Red Loon. So hopefully we'll have a good show of, of community showing out to to really make this a special day for all the all the players. Um, and specifically because, you know, it's it's you know it's my it's been a dream ever since I was little that you know I I love to play in a professional stadium right and mm-hmm. and here are where you know kids my kids but also kids of color who will get to have an opportunity of a lifetime and it just make it as memorable as we can be and so hopefully all of us show up and and we we are um, as loud as we can be and 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 make this really memorable for all. All right, five thirty. I will be there to cheer for the the Como Park uh, girls. Um, down with Humboldt. I don't even know where Humboldt is, but it's over on side. the west side, across oh. the river. Oh my! Oh Jesus Christ! Yes, yeah, down exactly. With I mean, they're they're on the other side of the high bridge. Oh, yeah. I hate that bridge. It's the worst bridge of all. Oh, okay. you ever tried to bike up? It's terrible. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, you guys are horrible. We will see you. We will see you this Friday, cheering against the Humboldt High Bridgers. Um, <laughs> And cheering, I'm I'm, I'm going to see see if I can bring the kids to uh to 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 cheer for uh their their babysitter. You're sexy, you're beautiful, and everyone loves you. <laughs>